ugly money. Dead ugly money. Yeah, say it's that ugly money. This is the Ugly Money Podcast. It's about the process of success. Everything between your first dollar and your first million. That's ugly money. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of the Ugly Money Podcast. I am your host, Ugly Money Nietzsche. This episode being brought to you by Touch of O'Shea. Yeah. Organic, vegan, skincare products. They got body butters, beer oils, whatever you need. All organic, no chemicals. Products made for us, by us. Touch of O'Shea. Make sure you follow them at Touch of O'Shea. Tonight's special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Carolina's own. Dope boy D. What's happening, brother? Ain't much, ain't much. What's going on? With hey, man. Boy? First question. First question of the night, man. Who was Dope Boy D before Dope Boy D became Dope Boy D? Um, I think I was just like um, an individual that was like. Influenced by, uh, you know, let's say a disfranchised environment. Mm. So you know, we 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 came up with like alter kind of egos to, you know, survive or become and motivate us to play our role even harder. You know, like mm. when you got a role playing name, you can much easier play that role. You see what I'm saying? So when you dope boy D, then I can. Think of dope boy D type things. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So, so playing a character, dope boy D is is a character. Well, I'm not gonna say like it's a you know character, but yes, it's um, certain characteristics. You feel what I'm saying that goes into this individual that I don't put into every aspect of my life. Like I can't bring dope boy D to my kids. Come on. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I can't go into a corporate businesses being dope boy D. You feel what I'm saying? But at the point in time or when I came up with that name, you feel what I'm saying? What I was dealing with was a dope boy type lifestyle. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it was like, this is what was showing me a way out. So I have to, you feel what I'm saying, adapt to this pretty much to best I could because this is paying me. Come on, talk about it. So, if I was to go back in the yearbook and I went to high school with Dope Boy D, how would I describe him? Um, I'm saying like um, I was I was cool. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was putting it together as far as like um, I already knew somehow at that age like respect was everything. You feel what I'm saying? So I already knew, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, every time I entered the building, it was a lights, camera, action because, you know what I'm saying, I'm a little young dude coming from nothing. So, you know, all my respect is counted up. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to lose none of that, you know, because mm-hmm. I work hard for every bit of that. So I'm I'm staying on point. You feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mostly moving by myself at that point in time because I ain't really wanting anyone to really know me too much, too much because... You know what I'm saying? Once they know you, you feel what I'm saying? They come to try to destroy you out there. Amen, that. brother. So you were um, kind of to yourself. Private dude. Yes. Because I was in the street. And I didn't <laughs> want nobody to know that I was in the street. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 
I was already doing time, and they already judging me. So I'm trying to stay away from these good kids, as they say. So you, so you, you, you had to go to juvie. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you guys, we gotta talk about juvie, man. Get it, oh, yeah. I hear juvie might be worse than the big house, man. Them kids be wildin'. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, um, it it it, it was like if you you much older, then you think about it. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But from that, I think that standpoint at that time, it was like um, just getting us ready. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like, you know, you you young, so you know what I'm saying? You ain't even understanding the whole effect of what they doing to you. So you don't understand the slavery aspect Come of on. it. You feel what I'm saying? You just thinking, you know, they got you sacked out like you did something wrong mm. to be here. So you just trying to pay your debt to these folks. You feel what I'm saying? But in the midst of that, you know what I'm saying? You got another system that's going on that the individuals back there built. You feel what I'm saying? That you got to show and prove that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to survive all this right here because respect and reputation is still a thing. Come on. You feel what I'm saying? That people is valuing themselves at. You know, how much respect you got is determined how much value you got. Whether you're going to lose the phone, mm. you know, whether you're going to keep your canteen in your box. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. What, is, uh, what is like some rules of the yard when you locked up? I think like one of the main ones is always going to be like no snitching. You know, that's a high, you know what I'm saying, is no tolerance policies on that. You feel what I'm saying? Because in our state, like South Carolina, like we one of the worstest, you feel what I'm saying, from even our counties and mm. You feel what I'm saying? Whatever it is, you feel what I'm saying? Like, like gangs running it. So it's, yo, ain't no snitching or none of that going down from the get-go. None of that homosexuality, you feel what I'm saying? Nobody ain't tolerating that either. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and stealing, I think that one thing that I do like about my state that I did rock with, like, they ain't really with all that stealing stuff. Yeah. Like, you got to realize we had a ride, like, 19 people got killed. I was riding for four hours. It'd be all on YouTube. Yeah, like South Carolina, they shut the whole prison down at 18. Mm. Like, Fed had to come in. and You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's like that. What's the craziest thing you saw while you was locked up, you believe? Well, dude get stabbed in his head. In the head? Yeah, I'm trying to sell the man some... Because, um, you know, you be selling food two for one and all that. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to get your little stove going. Come on. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, he was one of the dudes that be buying, you know, to, to, from a store every once in a while. So he walking past me, and I'm trying to like advertise the product to him. Basically, like, listen, man, check this right here. I'm gonna give you a, a two for three deal. You feel what I'm saying? He like, man, like, so he looked at me. He paused, and he was about to, you know, shed his dough. But before his dough shit, man, them boys grab that dough, man. Only thing I see one dude, he turned around, like, he just turned around and like, what's up, dude? Like, yo, what's up? Like, why y'all coming in my room? But as soon as he threw his arm in the air, a dude stabbed him in the stomach. Fold up, just fold up. The other dude came and stabbed him in the head. Damn, they closed the door. Like, shit, I went in my room. Cause you, it was, was just after the ride. Like, 19 people just died. So it's like, well, when I seen all that, I'm thinking a whole nother one about to break out. And then them doors, like, you can't even lock your door. What? Man, them doors be trying to lock their door, man. Them niggas be stabbing their arms. <laughs> like let go of them doors, they'll stab your arm up. So you you was, you was you was in that facility when the riot happened, where the nineteen people died. Mm-mm. Okay, I was in New York at the time. I was okay. doing time in New York. I yeah. came from New York wow. down here. It was locked down when I came, but mm. they sent me to a facility because we got level three. 
So it's all going down on level three. So they sent me to a level three facility. Every mm -hmm. one of them is going down. We only got about like five of them. What causes that to happen? What causes a man to get stabbed in the stomach and then get stabbed in the head in the middle of the day? They say he was snitching on the street. Because, you know, people be thinking that because they do stuff in society, like, man, it'll follow you. You feel what I'm saying? These phones, like, man, we, they, everything, like, it's out there. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you get back there, you know what I'm saying? Them boys going to get you out of there because if something go on, you're going to be the first one to blame. You got a whole snitching reputation. This man just got popped with his phone and stuff. Who told? This nigga's a snitch. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. <laughs> Ain't too many people that can be. <laughs> yeah, he's back here for telling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't think he stopped. He got canteen. <laughs> the warden sent him canteen. <laughs> So, man, man, man told him he had a cell phone. <laughs> he had to hit the deck. Got an ugly man. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, when, when you're in juvenile, do you find, did you find yourself becoming institutionalized at a young age? Well, um, I think by the grace of God, like, um, I knew, I knew, I knew of God. So it was rough times where you get real depressed and you don't understand what you're going through because you're young, but I knew like to read the Bible or pray. And um, somehow he always allowed good people to come into my life mm -hmm. that seen that I was a child and they, uh, you know, treated me like a child that needed help instead of, you feel what I'm saying, whatever they sent me back there to become. And because of those people having a liking for me, you feel what I'm saying? I was able to have some type of comfort and care that a child needed back there. So shout out to them folks. That's hard. That's hard. So um, I gotta ask you this question because we already early in this interview, we've we've made it very clear that there's a no tolerance policy for snitching, especially in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I gotta ask this question: If Takashi Six Nine had a hundred thousand dollars for you to get on his song. You doing a feature? Oh no, 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 no. No, I ain't saying that. Like, no, like He said that shit calm as hell too. Hey, he said that shit so calm. Like, no, no, hell no, no. Nah, you gotta understand, like, um Look, a hundred thousand dollars ain't gonna do nothing. Like my People don't even understand that the average person, I'm talking the average person, lifestyle for a year is damn near $100,000. Talk about it. He don't even understand that just buying a little water from the store, paying your bills and assisting people, paying your insurance, your phone bills and all that, your lifestyle is there. So if you got $100,000 with no mind, mm. you feel what I'm saying, no business senses or skills, you just want to spend it. For a year, you're going to live good for one year. That's why you see some people hit the lottery and then they be good for three years. Mm -hmm. And then they broke because they don't know what to do with the money. You spent that much anyway every year, especially if you live in a luxurious lifestyle. So it's like, nah, like, um, I'm saying my soul is what I strive to preserve Amen, down, down here. Like, this earthly stuff, like, it's just earthly stuff. 
You feel what I'm saying? Um, we seen it come, we see it go, we see it come back in greater ways. You feel what I'm saying? But serving the Almighty is no other greater thing. Come on, man. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and to be able to be someone that's from the street and realize, like, from the street that I'm able to serve God also and that he loved me just as much as he loved the individual that thought that he didn't love me. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? That's, like, is a deep thing because now I said it. You know, God love us hood niggas. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, That's a bar. That's a song. God love us hood niggas. Whoo, boy, I want to hear that one. That's a record right there, sir. Hey, man, he over here spitting, man. Dope boy D is here. Hey, man, when, so when, when, did you, when did you hop in the booth? When did you, when did you make the decision to start the musical journey? Um, we always, like, used to play around with freestyle in my little town. See, I come from a little small town in South Carolina. Like, we got to realize when you talk about South Carolina, you're talking about a state. Um, this is a, a Republican state. This is a state that doesn't believe in investing in the infrastructure, especially infrastructure for black people. So there was no studios, there was no big time people. I think our first person to ever be signed was kind of like NG Stone or something like that right mm. there. Um, so first rapper might have been with Lil Rue. Lil Rue, yeah. That's a, that's a good, like me and Lil Rue been locked up in DJJ together. Shout that's my out guy. to Lil Rue. Oh my God, I came He'd still be reaching out to me too. Yes, yeah, like shout out to him. Um, so the industry of South Carolina is something that is so miraculous because we built this thing. You feel what I'm saying? Brick by brick. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking each and every individual that's involved in music, whether they're on a big level, mm. whether they're on a small level. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're doing it through SoundCloud, DistroKid, or however you may got your motion going, you part of the industry that's going on down there. And you know, we, we do it ourselves, we support ourselves. I see the younger people listening to the people music, you feel what I'm saying, that's making a way and it's like, okay, I'm loving this thing, you feel what I'm saying, that we got going on. Um, it's precious because it's, it's not tainted yet. Just mm, mm, mm. how that, that, that ugly morning. I used to live in Augusta, Georgia, so, you know, we was kind of neighbors, especially out there in Columbia. I used to record out there in a studio in Columbia off of, uh, Man, what was the name of that damn studio? Ah, oh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, there was, yes, sir. There was an artist that was bubbling real big back then. This is like 2000, 2009, 2010. I think his name was Boss. Boss G. Boss G. What up? So you have a brand, you have a business, and you want to get the word out. In the last 90 days, we did over 30 million views on YouTube, over 50 million views on social media sites. Promote your business on the Ugly Money Podcast. Let me help you turn your business up. Make sure you text the number right here below. We'll schedule a call, and let's get it popping. Let's get it, let's get it moving. Let's get that brand and that business out of here. Yeah, you can be an official sponsor of the Ugly Money Podcast, and China just left. See y'all in a minute. Texas. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> hey, brother, you know that's my segue. I'm just getting <laughs> to my research. Uh, what happened to Boss G? I'm saying I don't know this guy personally to speak on this guy. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not really from Columbia. I resigned there. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But from what I hear, you feel what I'm saying? Like I tell you, it's high on no snitching policy. Like the city, like to be accepted in Columbia, like, boy, like, listen, they, you know what I'm saying? They stamp you there, like, you know what I'm saying? They was high on a no snitching policy there. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? He's one of the ones that, you know, they boycotted musically wise. You feel what I'm saying? They had his thing going. You feel what I'm saying? So, and, so, and, and to speak on that, speaking about LaRue, I hated the fact that he had done something to really bring down LaRue's career at that time because LaRue was lit and them boys jumping on LaRue around that time. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then that kind of damaged his career. But then, you know, this man is, you know, they said not right. And, you know, you stop a, a dude's career because he got jumped. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a difficult thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... You, you use the word boycott. You, they boycotted Boss G's music. So question, if Gunna was from South Carolina, do you think that Carolina would still be playing his music? Well, when you speak about Gunna's situation, you know, Gunna got the machines behind him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? When you're dealing with the machines, you feel what I'm saying? Um, you're dealing with people who know how to contaminate the water. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? Yes, so they sir. can you feel what I'm saying? They can make you believe right is wrong and wrong is right. And mm-hmm. the Bible spoke about these times. You feel what I'm saying? So if the person do not have the spirit in them, they're gonna fall for anything. You feel what I'm saying? Um it's all about what a person wanna get out of life. You feel what I'm saying? Um Okay, I listened to one of the songs. I think a friend of mine, she played it for me, and I was like, I like this song, but I'm like, I ain't mess with that boy. That boy's a rat. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, at least they say. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but I'm like, okay, music is a good sound. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm not going to promote it because I know what he's saying for. So you feel what I'm saying? I'm not going to go for that right there. We need to put, I was telling someone, we need to change the marketing of things. Hmm. Like when you market music, like if it's a sexy red um, song, okay, we're going to put this as sex, sexual music. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? We ain't going to say that this is pop music just because it hit number one. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because then you're going to have your little kids, three years old, talking about I'm downtown, thugging with my round. You know, you're looking at the little girl like, what? You feel what I'm saying? I wish my little girl did. You feel I what I'm saying? But, but nobody ain't entitled to sexual music. Not saying that it ain't going to sell, but it's, some people like sexual music. Mm-hmm. But it's sexual music. So over that, they should put like rap music or snitch music. Or... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that ugly <laughs> Category these, these people. <laughs> no, no, and I don't even know these people to say yeah. about these individuals per se because you know what I'm saying I don't know them. You know what I'm saying that'd be like me. You know what I'm saying trying yeah. to do something off their name, but no, yeah. I'm just saying in music marketing. You feel what I'm saying, but like the ones that poison the music system. You know what I'm saying. It's just our thing. It's it, it was our thing when it was created in the Bronx, but they'll create something like they did with the NAACP mm. and make you think that this is for black people. But this, this thing is owned by Jews. They mm. say Jews started this right here. So they should come out with a new genre called rap music. Who would be the face 
of the rap music genre. <laughs> hey man, you started something with that one. That's it all. <laughs> who, who would be the face if they had a rap music genre? Who is the face of the rap? Who if, is the? If, who, if, go if ahead. Got, if you got the power to ghost a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, who is on the Mount Rushmore of rap music? <laughs> I told you, I told you. Yeah, you got the power to go, so nigga. Just so you think of that, that, that ugly I told the interview. Now I'm gonna keep this according to this is allegedly thing. I don't know the interview, yeah. but accordingly, the first time I ever heard of something big like that right there, it was like they was going at fifty. Hmm. I'm in that Ja Rule situation. Hmm. Because um, the feds really had hit New York around that time, and people was really being federally investigated, and hip-hop police was started around that time also. You feel what I'm saying? So it was real live. You know, police, you know, you was dealing with supreme and real live street characters mm -hmm. around this time, and um, his situation was a real live situation, and they was putting him that title upon him, you feel what I'm saying? Um, you know, how it went, you feel what I'm saying? Um, and I think like, you know, the the double XL and the source went at it about that issue. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And the double XL had more clout to overpower the source. You feel what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of things that went on. You know, it was real life stuff going on. New York still was in power in the hip hop game back yeah. then. So, you know, they was letting a lot of stuff slide through. New York hip-hop scene was ran by the Jews. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out down south hip-hop scene is ran by us. Mm. You fact. feel what I'm saying? That's a whole, you feel what I'm saying? That's a fact. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out Master P and all them. You feel what I'm saying? Because we, you know, Jay Prince and all them, we built in Luke. We got to get Uncle Luke here. For sure. You know what I mean? We, so we got our own where, you know, black-owned hip-hop down here. Up there, you know, the Jews, you know, them, that's why them boys had them faulty deals. Slave deals. Um, 843. When I think of 843, you know, I think of Carolina, I think of Charleston. I think of a DJ named Coob. You ever heard of DJ Coob? Also, when I think of Carolina, I also think of uh, DJ B Lord. That's why I can say we got B Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out DJ B Lord. Uh, I'm just thinking of all the things that I think about when I when I think about Carolina. B Lord, like B Lord, played a major scene into the like Carolina hip hop industry because you gotta realize B Lord came from the passing out tape era, so B Lord used to stand in front of the mall and. Pass his tape out. Mm. Your only biggest outlet. He started putting um, local rappers on it, like the Carolina Pathfinders. Mm -hmm. um, my homeboy Sal Young, Katie mm -hmm. Toboggan, um, Piazo, and them boys. You know what I'm saying? Um, Collard Green. And so when Collard got, Green. I remember Collard Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got somebody promoting like this right here, music was being spread. Yeah. We was hearing them people. Was no social media. It was get that tape. I remember. Um, this is back when I was a rapper, <laughs> and I went to DJ B Lord's. Uh, I think I want to say he had some kind of happy juice dinner or whatever. Yeah. And I was there. DJ Scream was there. A whole bunch of uh, other industry personnel was there, and it was a young brother. 
that walked up to me, as humble as hell, and he would say, "What's up, man? My name's Speaker Knockers. I make beats." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, rest in peace, Speaker Knockers. I truly believe. First and foremost, when I met this young cat, you would have never known that he would. He, he at the time he had just produced Future's Magic, right? But you know his music, as far as him, hadn't hit where we were at as of yet. Of course, by the next year, he was everywhere. <clears throat> I, I listening to him sonically, it's a lot of people that sound like Speaker Knockers to this day. <laughs> Talk about his impact on Carolina music. He may be probably one of the biggest artists to ever come from Carolina. He yeah, was yes, um because mm. those records were as as uh as of uh today, um yes, he would be one of the biggest besides LaRue had the biggest songs yeah, ever sure. come from Carolina. Um but he had the biggest like Overall, you know, uh, catalog that ever come for Carolina would go to speak. That Africa. kid was gonna be out of here. Yes, um, yes. Um, and you had this other kid from um, Hartsville. I forgot his song. Um, this song. Um, Have you ever had real love? Yeah. In yeah. He ended up getting locked up. Now wow. he had a big song too that was gonna go. All over. He is from a little small town in Carolina. So, so where do your musical influences st- uh, stem from? Um, I say um, local people. I had a, a, a dude named um, M Dollar. He used to be. I seen him rap. Um, when I had seen him rap, it was like, what is this guy doing? I knew what rap was, but hmm. this is somebody that I know. I'm thinking he rapping somebody else stuff, but when I Come and see, they like he rapping his own stuff. Wow. Like he rapping his own stuff. <laughs> you know, like what is he rapping his own stuff? They like he be he be rapping. So I'm like, I can yeah. rap, and I just went out there and started saying some stuff, and it started rhyming a little bit, and everybody like, boy, you can rap, boy, you can, yeah. you can rap, you can rap. And I'm like, well, I can rap. <laughs> like, I just always knew from then that that was like. But my mother wrote poetry, so I guess that was a talent that was passed down. Passed down, for sure. Now, um, when it comes to collaborations, if you had the opportunity to work with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, um, I think, like, when I, I you know, mm, this is so many, like, vast of talent. And who's your dream um, feature, though? I think, mm. It would probably be like, um, and it's something. It's something that really could be considered as something that a person could say like, it's something simple. But to me, it wouldn't be something simple. I can easily simply do it with some money. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? But it, I wouldn't want to do it like that way right there. You well, feel okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, it'd be like that right there. I think it'd be like I'd rather work with like. Um, I think like. Boosie is like my favorite, favorite that um, yeah, yeah, you know, I studied again, like Jay-Z is my favorite rapper, mm-hmm. but that's because he came before Boosie came about, you feel what I'm saying, um, and that's just a age thing, you feel what I'm saying, before we heard of Boosie, we was listening to Jay-Z. Bo- yeah, Boosie but, said, Boosie has said 
in the South and in the streets, he's Jay-Z. Um, I think, um, yes, um, um, and, um, and, and if it ain't like yet, he's, you know, he prophesizing upon himself because of, you know, how he's going about his, his business aspect of things and, you know, really encouraging people, you know, through people watching what he got going on mm -hmm. through his real estate development and all his endorsement deal. And I think his, his hustle, how, you know, he don't, he don't stop. Like he always going to get that bag as you were speaking about earlier. Um, even at his age and, you know, he know when his time, how to, I was thinking as we was coming on here, like, and I was listening to, you know, cause that's what I listened to. So I'm like, um, yo, cause he dropping so much right now that he's like, okay, he understand. This is a, a, a time, you know, you had Gucci and Wayne when they had their time where they mm -hmm. hit you with 10 mixtapes in two mm -hmm. years. You feel what I'm saying? Cause it's your time and you feel what I'm saying? You have his time and you know, um, I know he's standing on like, he bringing real back in, in a way he making like individuals start to really, you feel what I'm saying? Think about, you know, like all the killing and all that. That's a, that's a whole different way that you know what I'm saying, that people trying to get up out of anyway, like, because it ain't no means to it. You feel what I'm saying? You know, it's meaninglessness. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I think was created out of, you feel what I'm saying? You got to realize, like, right before the gun era came, you had uh, the the Jeezy them era. Mm -hmm. So that was along with the boom before the recession. All right, and you know, you want to think of any industry as when you had Detroit, when the Motor City was running, then you stopped Motor City, then they ain't got nothing. Next, they ain't no killing increase. You feel what I'm saying? Um, any place, you know, where a bunch of money is at, then you take away the money. Hey, you feel what I'm saying? The killing going to increase. You feel what I'm saying? And I think um, a lot of the world is going on. That's what's going on. The money is taking away the avenues of how to get it is taking away these individuals don't know how to hustle no more. Yeah. You I think, you know, I think uh, the conventional way that the young urban brother hustled has changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the way brothers used to get money in the street is different now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you're an artist, an actor, an activist, whatever you do. Come to the Ugly Money Podcast and tell your story. You can be a special invited guest by texting the number right here. Let's lock in your interview. Let's tell the world what you got going on. Over the past 90 days, we've gotten 30 million views on YouTube, 50 million views on social media sites. It's time for the world to know about you. So make sure you text this number so you can come on the Ugly Money Podcast. And you get to meet China, too. It's that ugly money. Um, you know, there were days that there were street millionaires. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like guys that had seven, eight, sometimes nine figures yeah. riding around the street, you know what I'm saying? Oh, still dang. still yeah. fully functioning. Uh, how has street culture changed in 2023? I think, like, um, the street culture has changed because um, as you look at the boom within the prison system, a lot of individuals was incarcerated, mass incarceration, take away fathers, mm. and you leave a lot of kids to, 
you know what I'm saying, raise themselves because a woman can't raise no man. She can raise him physically and she can um, cater to him the best of her ability. But his vulnerability, she wouldn't, you know, really understand because there's certain things he's not going to talk to her about at the end of the day Hmm. because she's a woman. You know what I'm saying? And he understands that. Um, And he has to adopt his swag and everything from his father. You know, um, I pride myself on being a stand-up father because, you feel what I'm saying? Um, But I do, you feel what I'm saying, pride and see lots of individuals taking, you know, fatherhood more seriously. But that's why the generation is where it is because people either was locked up, didn't take fatherhood seriously, or some way within there, the ball was dropped, you feel what I'm saying, and the kids was left to play. And when they left to play, you know what I'm saying, they left to play, they bring about war. Come on. Wise man once said, uh, a woman is going to raise a boy to become an adult. A man is going to raise a boy to become a man. A woman is going to raise a girl to become <laughs> a woman. But a man is going to raise a girl to become a lady. So there's certain things that fathers instill in their children. Like with, in our sons, we instill discipline. In our daughters, we instill virtuosity and chastity. Well, I believe that, you know what I'm saying, um, as the Bible say, like, God is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. Um, if man allow God to be the head of them, then he's going to give them the knowledge and wisdom that they need to be able to lead their family. Um, she's going to see that he is leading right, and she's going to succumb to, you know, trusting his leadership, and everything is going to flow according to that. Mm. Not to say that it's not going to be any adversities For sure. that come, but first, the devil have to bind the strong man, you feel what I'm saying, before he steal the spoils out the house. Mm. So long as the man is not binded, then he only going to try. You know, Nancy Mandela said that. He told them, he said, they has no victory over me except what they did to her mm. because they turned Wendy against him, um, he felt like. Um, so it's like, you know, they'll come after your women, you feel what I'm saying, um, to try to break her because, you know, when a man got God in his life, you is dealing with an individual that doesn't fear death. Come on. Let's go to music. Um, If there was anything about the industry that you could change, what would you change? I would change um, the way I'm saying I would change like I would want individuals to understand that things is not as serious as they, you know, may seem. You feel Mm. what I'm saying? Like, man, these young brothers out here, man, they only making music and they only 
aspire to be an artist or a rapper or anything like that is because of their favorite rapper or whoever it may be. But then these same individuals that inspire the individuals, now they charge the individuals high-ass prices just to get on or get some love shown. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So how you want to be an influencer or inspirational person just to try to tax someone. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, man, like, this shit is free to y'all. It's nothing to you to throw someone on your life and change this man's life. Mm. Like, like you got to understand, like, boy, you, you come from nothing, too. Like, this is nothing for you. You, you got the magic. God somehow bless you with the magic where you got the, the ET touch, where you can point out and somebody's life change. Like, why are you withholding that? Is you scared to see other people in your position, too? So you're saying you, you, you are talking about people that have gotten gatekeepers that are purposely withholding the gate. Well, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying individuals that whether they purposely holding or they haven't come to the understanding of understanding what type of uh, influence that they have, you feel what I'm saying, um, are either the, 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 you know, the history of where we come from as black people, you know, or where hip hop truly came from. This thing come from the ghetto. Mm. This thing was built by us, for us, out of nothing. You feel what I'm saying? And for it to become a Fortune 500 company, you feel what I'm saying? Then, you know, why most of the people that built it ain't reaping no benefits off of it anyway. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So the individuals that are reaping benefits off of it right now, you feel what I'm saying? It's like, why are you being selfish towards individuals? It ain't costing you nothing. If anything, you write off his tax on the back end. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Um, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you want to seem like you somebody? You feel what I'm saying? But if you don't understand, to God, you ain't nobody, no way. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, boy, you gonna die? Like, ain't you know rappers dying? You see them left and right? You feel what I'm saying? They gonna rap about you and they gonna do all of this and they gonna do all of that, but. It ain't bringing you back still at the end of the day. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So then you had all of this. It was this book that I read in prison about how the grave robbed people of their greatness. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Because you had opportunity to go out there and do a lot in the harvest. But because you chose the narrow road, mm. you feel what I'm saying? Or the wide path where everybody went to. You feel what I'm saying? You forgot to bless people which you was blessed with because they say God bless you to be blessings to others. True. You feel what I'm saying? But because you thought you was something, you know what I'm saying? Because you got something. Cause let me be truthfully, you feel what I'm saying? Like, we know talent-wise, like, how do these people that rapping the same shit? For sure. A 30 or 40 or 40 or 30, I got my block <laughs> on my glizzy and there. Like, nigga, I never heard so many grains of bullets in my life. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? When states was murder capital. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? Niggas just shot you. They didn't give a care damn what bullock it was they hit you. Niggas just knew you pissed me out. I'm going to kill you. You feel now, they, you know what I'm saying? I want a this and this gun. Like, nigga got 50 guns and two arms. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you feel what I'm saying? I see, you know, my man Rambo, this nigga got a whole show. They, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I see. Busting. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Off like, you feel what I'm saying? Now, this is nothing but promoted by the NRA. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? 
National Rifle Association. Yes, sir. You feel what I'm saying? Now, this is back to some Republican type stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but the individual don't understand what's going on, man. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get a, a, a understanding of the angle that you're coming. You're saying that we should stop withholding information from each other or stop holding opportunities Opportun- or opportunities in information because information is opportunity yes sir you feel what i'm saying knowledge is they say god said my people perish for lack of vision and vision is knowledge you feel what i'm saying um so sometimes you can give a person the knowledge i watched one of your episodes where you said that uh you was an artist and you was seeking to be an artist, but you didn't know that it was the knowledge that you were sharing to individuals, you feel what I'm saying, where you found that your key was at because them individuals started telling you about management, so you started hearing the new words. Yeah. You started trying new things. You started doing fight night, mm-hmm. picking up <laughs> yes, sir. I watched the whole thing, and it's like, so it was the knowledge mm-hmm. that let you know and created all this right here where now you got your own kingdom. In your own lane. Knowledge knowledge is power. Yeah. Knowledge is really, from what I've seen, the only difference between a a person that may be struggling to make ends meet and a person that is a millionaire is knowledge. Yeah. If they both have the same work ethic, the fact that this man understands how currency and how money or how credit or things work, he can go into the bank and go get him a million dollars and walk right out. Whereas this guy, if he's not knowledgeable of it, you know, he's going to try to work that nine to five for 30 years to try to make the same million dollars that took this guy 30 minutes. And so, you know, us as a people, we, we, I feel what you're saying with it because it's like, we got to start rocking with each other. Facts. And giving out a juice just cause he speak about the banks. Like, when you go open up the accounts, like, you don't go to no bank. You feel what I'm saying? You go to a credit union. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? A bank is just a bank. They ain't really trying to give out no loans. They trying to take your money and invest your money and get rich out for you. Now, you go to a credit union. A credit union, they trying to invest money, and they want to get their money slow. Credit unions are a group of people that are just millionaire billionaires, and they start little banks, and they'll rather get slow interest offer their money so they don't mind loaning you money. So go to credit unions and open up your bank, Navy Federals, and things of that sort. Free game, y'all. Free game. Free, free game. Can you name a specific song or album that uh, has changed your perspective of music? Mm. For me, it was uh, Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life. That, that record alone fueled my interest and my passion into hip-hop that still lasts to this day. Is there a record or, or an album that you just listen to it just just put you like, I got to do this. This is me. Um, I think... Um yeah, I think like... Yeah, it'll be some prior some um Yeah, it'll be like you know got you gotta realize like yeah, the what D was born off of that Jay Z. Come on. Like that hard not life, like For sure. 
you know, that album, like, like I said, like, that album right there was, like, this was a whole different type era. You feel Volume two. Like, you feel what I'm saying? People was out there in the street, like, they was on the corner hugging it. Yes, sir. You feel what I'm saying? Running for the patch. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so it was, like, boom, listen to that music. Like, he was us. You feel what I'm saying? Um, he was us. This was the first time, like, the streets felt like we found one that mm. talk about what we going through. You know what I'm saying? He's speaking D-boy talk. You feel what I'm saying? Um, uh, that we related to that right there. This was a certified D-boy, and you can hear it in mm. the sound and the stuff he spoke about. It was no gimmick. You know what I'm saying? So we... We, we embraced that right there, and we thrived off of that. I think this is where the Jesus came from. Come on. The T.I.s, and you feel what I'm saying, was inspired by that. Also, and, you know, back then, you know, we can listen to the music and, you know, get motivation. I remember Jesus had a line where he said, like, if you can stack a grand, you can stack 10, dog. Come on. By any means, just win, dog. Mm. What, is you kidding me? You a part of a billion-dollar industry. And I used to think of that line. I was like, you know what I'm saying? For real, like, I stack a thousand dollars. I'm like, damn, where am I gonna get ten thousand dollars? Cause I can stack a grand, and, and I and I believe what he said to be true. You feel what I'm saying? So I didn't doubt it myself, and I did. You feel what I'm saying? I realized the industry that I was part of, mm. you know, was a billion dollar industry. That it was a it was a business. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, to those who you know. That so life itself is a business. No, for sure. You feel what I'm saying? If these people showed you that they can sell water <laughs> and air, they'll sell you air. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So that lets you know I'll talk that life itself can be transformed into a business. You feel what I'm saying? It's all about what vibrations are you giving off. If you giving off, I'm trying to be a business and get money off myself, vibrations, or you you giving off like I'm trying to struggle and pay my bills. You feel what I'm saying? Then broke, is a, broke is a mentality. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because you, you cleanse on to the stuff and the cares of the world that ties you down. Then what up? So you have a brand. You have a business. And you want to get the word out. In the last 90 days, we did over 30 million views on YouTube. Over 50 million views on social media sites. Promote your business on the Ugly Money Podcast. Let me help you Turn your business up. Make sure you text the number right here below. We'll schedule a call and let's get it popping. Let's get it. Let's get it moving. Let's get that brand and that business out of here. Yeah, you can be an official sponsor of the Ugly Money Podcast. And China just left. See y'all in a minute. Text us. You got to understand that you are, you know, what I'm saying a creation of the Most High Himself. You feel what I'm saying? And he's willing to help you at any time if you can tune in. You feel that some people be on that level, some people ain't on that level. It's all about how they choose to tune in to, you feel what I'm saying, their self mm -hmm. and what's going on in life and what's going on within this world. That's all. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You seem to be a, a very woke brother. You've uh, you definitely read some books, sir. You know what I'm saying? You've definitely did some research. You definitely, you know, opened your eyes to a lot of the things that's going on in the world that most people don't see. The fact that you have given a lot of gems during this interview, I would ask you this question. What is some of the best advice that you have received? 
You think it all, ladies and gentlemen? No, I don't know. I was with my man. Yes, my man right here, Gold Mount CEO. I was with him today. Somebody told me something today, and I was like, oh, it was it's powerful what they had told me. And he told me, because, like, I'm a very attentive person when it comes to, you know, what people say, because I'm always I'm aware of my character changing and evolving. Yes, sir. And me becoming a greater person. I understand that it is I who limits me. Mm. Um. Mm the quicker and the sooner I put myself in the position where I'm supposed to be is, you know, the quicker and the sooner the blessing for me going to come. You feel what I'm saying? If we realize that the things that we strive to get mostly is um, earthly made things, then we'll realize that, let's say, before these things ever existed, what was the desire of man then? Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It was to get something else and that's a feeling that the worldly things can't give you you feel what i'm saying now if a person never felt it before then they'll never really kind of like understanding but you know because you got to be let's say spiritual verified mm -hmm. to get that right there you feel what i'm saying blue checked in the spiritual world come on you feel what i'm saying um and then they'll understand that you got a feeling that circumpasses what goes on in life now, this feeling going to take care of you when sickness comes. You feel what I'm saying? When your kid's out there in the streets and the shooting going on. Now, this right here is going to hold you down when all your income leaves you. You feel what I'm saying? Are you going through uh, court situations? You feel what I'm saying? Emotional situations. This right here is going to be for everything. You feel what I'm saying? But this earthly stuff is only prescribed for certain problems. Mm. The ice is going to bring you a few girls, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, God gonna bring you the right girl. Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah. They say you always lose money chasing women, but you never lose women chasing money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey man, let's talk about um, <clears throat> the music that you got coming, the music that you dropped recently. What can we expect from Doughboy, Doughboy D? Well, basically now, like I be working with um, my man Goldmouth. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, what's up, my brother? You feel what I'm saying? Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I ran across the you know the brother while I was doing some time in okay. the county, um, and we was talking in there, and he was telling me that he did music, and so we started building about music. You know, because most you know two people don't know each other, they gonna find something. To, find something in common. Yeah, to relate off of. Mm -hmm. And so we started building off that term. And so I was telling him, like, when he was telling me that he did music and he had a little wave going on, I was like, all right, then, like, all right, if you got a wave going on, like, I know how to manage and promote and, you know, everything it need to be to mm -hmm. get the music to the standpoint where it's considered as you got you a nice professional-looking catalog to move forward with. Yes, sir. And he's like, all right, then, so I'm like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to link up with you, you know, left with some information because I had got shipped to another state at the time. Um, and when he got out, he hit me up. And at that point in time, he didn't know, like, I was thinking, like, boy, I need to be doing something different. 
Um, and I knew that, you know, I had my plan together when I was back there in the county. But so when he called, it was like a, a sign. Because you know, like how, how often do people really follow up on those on those type of conversations? Um, not not exactly. very, very often. You know what I'm saying? Like, how often do people actually, hey, man, I'm going to hit you, and they really actually hit you? Uh, it it, uh, it really goes down. Um, now, if it is, it's probably on some negative tip. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? It's really that a person hit you up on some business type stuff, ready to put some some real, you know, legit work in. Yeah. On the legal standards, you feel what I'm saying, and put themselves out there legally because it's you know it's not easy for an individual to renew himself and do something different and take what he have in his mind Come and on. bring it into existence. You feel what I'm saying? Now this show an individual who has some true power. You feel what I'm saying? And that shows that individual has lost that where I can like I started my record label in jail and got out and now. Birch fan record has been moving for a minute now. That's all, man. Congratulations, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that um, project out, Ruby Ray. Like that's the project we running with. That uh, that, that that's some nice that's some nice merch you got on right there. Talk to me about that Birch Boy collection, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, like Birch fan record is something that I started in jail. I had like the 30 years I had did a little off the porch interview about it. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I knew that I ain't had nobody but family. So, you know, Birch is my last name. So it's like Birch fam off of Bootsy Trill fam. Yes, sir. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like Birch fam records. And, you know, I wanted to, I ain't about to be wearing nobody else stuff, paying all that money. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm going to wear me. Mm. Every day, like I'm proud of me, I love me. You feel what I'm saying? I know that what I put together is right, and so we came up with the design. You know, and you got the Birch Boy collection, you got the tree. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These the money that just show like the family. Got that money tree. I like yeah, that right now. That, 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 that <laughs> family, like, yeah. like people don't understand generational wealth is the true wealth. Like on, if you ain't talking about that type of wealth, then you ain't talking about no wealth. You talking about yourself. You feel what I'm saying? Generational um, so, wealth is the real wealth. So if generational wealth is the real wealth and the man ain't taking care of his kid, how he ever talking about he really trying to get rich? Mm. Or he really trying to be wealthy? Mm. You got money, but you ain't even left your kid. You left him with some money, but you ain't even left him with no knowledge on what to do with it. You feel what I'm saying? You got to understand that these people ain't built this system by themselves without leaving a blueprint for them to you know, continue it. So if we don't leave steady the blueprint, if I find myself making it out of the the hood or whatever, and I don't leave no blueprint for my kids to get out the hood, how I expect my grandkids to get out the hood if they ever fall in that. There it is, my brother, man. Um, very insightful interview. I appreciate you stopping by, man, and uh, just dropping some gems, man. Before we get out of here, uh, any shout-outs, let them know where to follow you at, where they can get some of these gems, where they can get some of that Birch Boy, where they can listen to some of that Birch fam, sir. Yeah, fact, fact. Well, y'all can find me on Instagram at DopeBoyD843. You know what I'm saying? Shout-out to my man, Gold Mouth. Shout-out Gold Mouth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely morning. You know, 
real for the minute with me. Shout out to the whole city of South Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Everybody the state anyway. You feel what I'm saying? Um shout out to my homies that support me throughout the whole trip. Love. Um shout out to Lay. You feel what I'm saying? Um shout out to my sister. Shout out to the whole Birch fam. I'm saying nowadays, like, um, I can give shout out to a lot of street dudes, but it is what it is, like when it comes to that. That that you know what I'm saying, you think of that Biggie Smalls, how he said he thought the industry was before he got in the industry. Like it really don't be like that for real. You know mm. what I'm saying? I just say shout out to everybody who put in work in. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't no favoritism or nothing like that right there. You feel what I'm saying? Cause I I'm a shout out this major rapper, but this <laughs> is this little local rapper, the one who spent money with me. And they really need the shout out. They <laughs> need the promo. He spent money with me. This major rapper ain't did nothing for me. Yeah. This guy spent some money with me to do whether it's the album cover or a song or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to shout this man out. If anything, you yes, know, he, he broke bread with me. This nigga ain't did nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. That's why I do what I do. Like, I'm independent. Truly independent. Like, I don't even know what the office of a deal smell like. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, grilled out everything we do, we do ourselves. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? For show. And it ain't for the money. It's to show people that, yo, pursue your career if that's your career. You don't have to get no stamp for nobody to live out your dream. Boy, I'm trying to tell you. That's a bar right there, sir. Nobody stamped this one over here. Yeah, you just did it. No, I ain't gonna tell hey. nobody tell me to go see Johnny Dane. Yeah. I yeah. just went to see him. That is. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't tell me to create no shirt. No, I gave him some money told him to create my shirt. <laughs> that is. You feel what I'm saying? Love, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, you can follow me at Ugly Money Nietzsche. That's Ugly Money N-I-C-H-E. Remember, the bigger the dream, the bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. This has been the Ugly Money Podcast with Dope Boy D. Yeah, yeah, yeah.